Hello, welcome to Blaze Party. It is Saturday, the 4th of June. My name's Ben. On the line is Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. Uh, should probably say the reason this has been a bit delayed. My dad's been in hospital. He had to have uh, open heart surgery, which were real shocks. He weren't supposed to be having that when he went in <laughs> and they found something. So my 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 fault why this has been so delayed. So we were going to do it, I think, on Tuesday or something, weren't we? But that's when everything kicked off, so... A very understandable delay, and uh, yeah. your dad's your dad's doing all right, isn't he? It all, he seems all went to be well. doing all right. Yeah, I, I told him he can listen to this tonight in hospital if he wants, and he <laughs> he, he refused. But that you know, <laughs> he's his own man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, yeah, best wishes to your old man if he if Thank he does you. indeed happen. Thanks for people who message by the way. A couple of people do know about, it and they've given me messages and stuff. So thanks for that to those people as well. Excellent stuff. Right, we've got a, a big old podcast to do here. Mm-hmm. We are going to, I guess, part of the process of drawing a line under the 2021-22 season is to do our player ratings for, uh, well, essentially the entire squad. We're going to, we've got a cutoff point, haven't we? Um, Mm. Which we, I'm borrowing from last year, where I think Lisa Mousset played about 250 minutes. Yeah. So anyone who falls below what we call the Mousset line, we we are judged to have not played enough minutes to give a rating to. So uh, we're going to apply the same thing this season. Lisa Mousset played 320 minutes for us this season. Uh, so anyone who falls below that, we will talk about very, very briefly if we feel it's worthwhile right now. Um, but we're not going to give a rating to those. Uh, ratings are going to be out of 10. We're going to do three minutes maximum for all those players. And when the three minutes is up, this noise will play. Da-da. There you go. I hope people can hear that. I know you can hear it. So, uh, yeah, we, we will try and move it along quite swiftly. However, we have three timeouts that we can take at any point if we feel like someone needs uh, a bit more in-depth discussion, I suppose. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll see if we use them, I guess. Uh, right. Um, so to start off, let's let's talk about... Everyone who falls below the Mousse line then. So that is Lisa Mousse who scored three goals. He's the only person on this list who scored any goals, actually. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jebison, 200 minutes. Filipa Removic, just shy of 200 minutes. Ramsdale played two games for us, if people remember. Oliver Burke had two starts and a sub-appearance. Luke Freeman started a game this season. Michael Verrips, of course, started a game this season. Charlie Good started a game this season. William Asula, Femi Sariki, and Adlen Guediora also yeah. made appearances for this season. So, in the spirit of uh, trying to be quite, you know, fast moving about this podcast, any any particular names there you want to mention in terms of a, uh, I don't know, something they impressed you, disappointed you, anything that stands yeah. out about any of them? I think we all fell into that sort of when Moose had those couple of games saying, oh, has he turned a corner? Because he obviously got, what were it, three goals in three games, played really well against Barnsley. Mm. But that were it. I think, I mean, I think we all want, we all know how good he is if he wants to be. And I think we all fell into that sort of, this is this could be his moment if we can keep him fit. Just a massive shame that he got Three goals. I think he's got the most goals per start this season, haven't they, Moussa? He has the best goals per game ratio yeah, of right, any yeah. any forward that's played for us this season. Um, and yeah, I think that I think the best best goals per minute ratio as well. Uh, but obviously, so uh, so he's the one that stands out in that because the rest of them, like just quickly, Jebison, mad that he didn't play over three hundred minutes. To be mm. honest, considering we brought him back in January. Yeah. 
Real was it January? It would have been January. It was. Right? It was. It was right at the end of January. So he played. Yeah. He played and two and a half games essentially. If I know even that, less less than two and a half full games. And for at least four of those games, six of those games, including the playoffs, we had no recognised striker, and he still didn't manage two hundred minutes. So that's mm. you know, yeah, that that's pretty. And on the other hand, you've got Asula who who played far more than he probably ever thought he would do, and even Sariki, even though it was one game. So, mm. uh, but the rest of them, Burke, Freeman, Verips. These are people who I expected not to play too much this season. We all thought Ramsdale would go. Yeah. And then you've got the, the the three sort of people came in in the season, and Removich, Gooden, Guardiola, as I used to call him, <laughs> uh, who I think obviously out of the three, Removich did the did the best out of the three. But I, I, I talking about this to you privately, there's already a bit of revisionism for me going on about Removich. People saying he's the best centre-half we had last season and stuff. I think he would just a six out of ten if we were doing the ratings for him and i give him a six yeah if that to be honest uh yeah. it was fine but he played three games uh i'd say he had one good game one bad game and one totally meh game to be honest i mean he, that's it yeah he, he came off at half time yeah, against right. Reading or something, sorry go on mate what are you saying sorry I, I, you're probably right a five is probably more realistic actually yeah he has just signed for uh hertha berlin i think it is mm. hertha yeah. berlin. i'm not sure that's pronounced um, so he, he's off the table already. I I wouldn't have minded us keeping him, but I uh, I imagine uh, Berlin are paying him a lot more than we uh, are willing Yeah, and to. I saw people say he's a ready-made replacement for Egan. I don't think you can say that. He's got a really good pedigree. Mm. You certainly can't base that on the three games that he played for us, where, he, as you said, played, played well one, played okay the other, played bad on another one. Yeah, oh, I'm going to, yeah put a pin in that one because I've got Egan thoughts that I'm going to get into but um, mm. yeah I, I, I wouldn't have minded us keeping him but I don't think he's I don't think he'd start for us would he like, in, like no, as in you know no. if the season kicks off in uh, a couple of weeks for example <laughs> kicks off in like five weeks is it? Is it? Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. Um, like eight weeks um, yeah I, I don't think he starts for us automatically so yeah no. not, a, not a disaster to see him uh, go somewhere else I suppose yeah, yeah. Jebison just I don't know. I, I don't know if I can criticise the club for this. Because no, we no. only brought him back because Brewster got injured. And it did. I mean, can you imagine? We would all have been sat here going, where is Jebison? Why didn't we bring Jebison back? When, yeah. With what happened the rest of the season when McBurney got injured. Obviously, Brewster was injured then. Sharp got mm. injured as well. Uh, and Jai was, uh, you know, only playing six minutes. If we had brought him back, they would have been, I might, may have even been one of them. There'd have been people saying it would have brought it that's cost us promotion. Yeah, not bring yeah. back. Because I think that we all expected him to be far better than he than he was for us. Um and he, he was doing well at Burton. If he'd have gone on to score twenty odd goals at Burton and we hadn't brought him back <laughs> uh, you know, and and then failed in the semi final with no no fit strikers. The natural thing is to say if we'd have brought him back we'd have probably gone up. But it just didn't work out. Yeah. And uh, you know, to be blunt, he didn't really impress in the admittedly limited appearances he got no. um but i saw I, I was more impressed by Sula. i think in the yeah you know he played 71 minutes which is hardly anything himself but in those really limited cameos he sort of just sort of flashed a little bit more explosivity i suppose so, i'd like them both to get along this season obviously not, we'll, we'll talk about next season in another podcast but i want those to, i've seen people say they should be the fourth choice striker i'd I'd, lo- I'd rather both of them go out on a league one loan mm. Yeah, I imagine that's probably what happens. I mean, particularly Asula, who's uh, yeah, yeah, not really played any senior football until 
this season with us, is he? No. Uh, Sariki. I mean, I'm just looking now. So you've got Sariki, Asula, uh, Jebison, and I, I suppose Ramsdale, in a way, like four, yeah, <laughs> four, yeah, yeah. four academy names there, um, yeah. as well as some others that um, played a more significant role. Um, yeah, any any other thoughts on any of that lot or... Uh, no, that's, I think the biggest disappointment out of all of them Luke Freeman because I think the hope... Well, I know he had a poor time at Forest, but I think the hope was getting fit is championship-proven quality mm-hmm. and he just did nothing for us. Yeah, so Freeman's gone. Guardiola's obviously been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good will go back to Brentford. Um, Verips, it's a... I mean, the, most of the reporting suggested it was a... Uh, a loan that would become yeah. permanent this summer. Um, we, we seem to be making moves for backup goalkeepers elsewhere, anyway. So yeah, that would suggest that Aremovic has gone. Obviously, backup goalkeepers. <laughs> Say again. A team of backup goalkeepers we seem to be going for. We're linked with a Celtic kid, aren't we, at the moment? I think as well. Yeah, so. that's right. And some I can't remember who it was. Someone else from was it from Chesterfield? Have I just made that? Over? Yeah, we bought that kid from. I can't remember his name now, but yeah, someone from Chesterfield, young lad. Yeah. Yeah, and Jake Eastwood got a new contract. He's not. Of on course, the, Jake Eastwood. He's got not a new on this contract. list because, of course, he didn't play a single minute this season in the uh, Jake in the league. Eastwood's going to have a statue outside soon. His testimonial must be coming up, Jake Eastwood. So <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I saw that he was on the retain list. I just, I, I, not even on the retain list, if I be offered a new contract. It's just fantastic. I guess you need a, you need keepers at various levels of your club, don't you? And I suppose, um, what's his name, Dewhurst and uh, Amissa is the other young keeper, and they, they seem to be like getting sent out on loan. They're obviously a bit younger than Eastwood, yeah. so we need somebody to play. Uh, for the under 23s, even though he's now 25. I'm just looking. He signed professional terms in 2016, so he's only four seasons off. I have a hard time <laughs> believing ten... that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's been here way long. In April two... Telling me he's not been here as long as that. April 2016, Eastwood was one of four youth team players to sign professional terms with Sheffield United and started the season as deputy to Jamal Blackman. Ridiculous! It feels like it's been here forever, right? Yeah. Enough, enough waffle about Jay Eastwood. Well, let's yeah. let's let's get into our player rating. So we're doing it's out of ten, uh, whole numbers only, and then we will uh, we'll, we'll do an average between us if uh, if we differ. So we may end yeah. up with somebody getting a half mark, but uh, yeah, we're we, we're trying to be um, I don't know, no half measures in our own individual mm. uh, ratings. Uh, I have got. Uh, I've got everyone's sort of appearances, minutes, goals, assists in front of me. It includes the playoff games as well, in case anyone's yeah. scratching their heads trying to work out when John Flex scored a second league goal this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, well, we'll do we'll do position order as we did last time. So we'll start with the keepers, and yeah, I'm I'm poised with the timer. Right, we'll be in a second. There we go. Uh, so we'll start with the goalkeepers. We had three of them this season who play only two of them played meaningful minutes. So, yeah, that's um, what I've always said when he got two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because obviously uh, Verips and Ramsdale just played the three games between them. Um, right, well, I will, I'll let you start, mate. Which which of our two eligible goalkeepers do you want to start with? Let's start on a high and go with Wes. I went for a nine with Wes. Nice. Um, I can count on one finger <laughs> the mistakes <laughs> that he's cost us, I think, that had led to a goal. Mm. He, he was an eight for the most of the season for me, but I pushed him up to a nine, mainly because of his performance in that first leg against Forrest, because we were only a penalty shootout away from argue, maybe even going up. 
And I think that would have been the most important performance of the season for Fodrigan. I don't think he was phenomenal in that game, but he was the only one who kept us in it. So mm. I'd give him a nine. I thought he was fantastic all season. Yeah, I've got nine out of ten as well. Straight in there with a nine for uh, for Big Wes. Yeah. Uh, so he finishes top three in the whole championship for goals prevented, which is Optus stat, which is XG on target minus the actual number of goals conceded. So according mm. to their stat, he saved us 6.6 goals over the season, which is quite a lot of goals. That was the third most in the championship. Only Lee Nichols of Huddersfield and Matt yeah. Ingram, who starred at Hull and then I think ended up at QPR, didn't he, on loan? Yeah, uh, Luton. Luton, excuse me, yeah. yeah. Um, only those two had more. Uh, I mean, what that doesn't measure is when you, you know, just fall over the ball and give the opposition a tap in as he did in that uh, in that yeah. Middlesbrough game. But he's, he's been so much better than I expected. I know I'm... I know we've said this like for a good chunk of the season, but yeah, I feel like his clean sheet stats are a little bit padded because we did we did tighten up defensively when we yeah. went to the back three, particularly under Heckingbottom. We have defended so much better in the second half of the season, but and he's the only goalkeeper to play under Heckingbottom as well. That's true. Yes, um, yeah, he's he's been uh, far better than I expected, and he's not just been total average either as i said he's like well just before you go on to just before just to stick on that point about um obviously the defense shape shapes up all let's not forget though that he had three games under slav one of them he pulled a phenomenal save up against southampton not southampton, mm. southampton. In the yeah, southampton. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's probably arguably save of the season now and then in the other ones he pulled he kept a clean sheet against luton away mm. and he kept I oh, know we lost to uh, Huddersfield at home 2-1, but none of those goals were his fault. Neither. Did he play in the Peterborough match as well, actually? Uh, I think, yes, yeah, he, he did, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, didn't make any mistakes. Nothing was his fault with those goals neither. So even in the four games that he played under under Slav, where we were really shaky, to put it mildly, hmm. he didn't do anything wrong in those games neither. No, absolutely guaranteed starting goalkeeper for next season, right? We're not, we're, there's no yeah. chance we're bringing in another goalkeeper to displace him, surely? He deserves it. He deserves it because, I mean, I, I'm one of them as well. I, I, I hear people say he probably can't keep these levels up and he probably can't. We don't really need him to. No, he just yeah. needs to be decent and we should yeah. be fine. And he yeah. deserves to to at least start as first choice and let's see if last season were a fluke or not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's encouraging. Maybe this is his, uh, his real level that we're entering right now. And uh, there Excellent. goes the timer. Right. One other goalkeeper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So hang on, Very hang on. Score. <laughs> yeah. So you said nine there, didn't you? There we go. I'm yeah, sure a couple I, of uh, niners there. Yeah. Uh, what? What a way to start! And I'm gonna. I think we're gonna finish on a high as well. But uh, yeah. let, let's move on to something that's not so much of a high, and that is uh, Robin Olsen. Mm. Who boy? Who um, just signed uh, permanently for Aston Villa? By the way, who he's been on? Uh, well, on Aston Villa time. reserves more. Yeah. <laughs> Aston Villa under twenty threes or whatever, maybe. But yeah. So Robin Olsen either has a very good agent, is very lucky, or is actually quite good. <laughs> and I'm not yeah, sure I've which seen one him it play is. For Sweden. We were all happy with it. I saw someone oh, yeah. say actually, someone was saying, "What's the weirdest signing your club's ever made?" And I saw a United fan put uh, Robin Olsen. And I didn't agree because on paper I was like, "This is a fan. This is." A, I, mean, I think even you said it, and I agreed. I'm not throwing you under the bus there, mm. but I think you said we've replaced Ramsdale with someone arguably just as good, yep. international number one, number one for Everton for a lot of the season, even when Pickford were there uh, the season before playing at Roma. He had all the credentials. It, it looked like a fantastic signing. This is where 
people not sort of our recruitment and stuff like that, and I understand it. I think on paper this looked like a fantastic signing. Mm, it just did not work out at all for no. for us. Or, well, I suppose you could say it worked out for Olsen because he's uh, yeah now got a, a permanent move to a, an upwardly mobile Premier League I mean, team. He's never going to be first choice. He'll get a couple of games, and yeah, th- this is going to be three clubs out of four now: Everton, Roma, and Villa, where he's not been first choice. Yeah. So my I gone four out of ten for him. I've gone worse than that. I've gone two. Two out of ten. Wow. So my. <laughs> I think, and maybe I'm going to accuse you of this either, yeah. uh, accuse you of this as well. I think we really exaggerate the performances of goalkeepers, as, as United fans particularly, mm. but maybe football fans generally. You know, like Aaron Ramsdale, he wasn't that bad last season. And, and before he became great like in the back half yeah. of the season, yeah. he, was, he started the season fine. Then he became yeah. bad. Then he got great. I think Olsen has been poor but not a total disaster. He wasn't chucking it in his own net. He made well, some bad what... mistakes. He just yeah. didn't save anything. How like... many games did he play, sorry? 11 games. So in 11 games, this is my argument against that. I started off at a three, and then I, I went through the games that he played. He made three mistakes in those 11 that I'd class as his mistakes, and that's Blackburn, where he dropped it, and Diaz pointed it in. Millwall maybe being a bit harsh, the cross shot. And then the Preston on his debut where he come running out and they edited it past him. And I, and I thought, well, that's three mistakes in 11. That's quite a lot. And I don't remember him ever pulling what I call a good save-off. So he ever. did make one good save <laughs> against, <laughs> against, uh, against Preston at home where he saved a one-on-one in the, the game he'd also I, made himself. I do remember that one. I do remember that you, one. You probably, you probably could talk me down to a three, I think. But, um, yeah, the, the problem was he just... As you say, he just hardly made any saves. He became like Ramsdale did in the sort of second phase of his season last year. Mm. So, yeah, it he was... was just sort of there. It were almost like, in hindsight, you look back, it were almost like having a player in goal, <laughs> an outfield player where he never really saved much and and made mistakes. Yeah, he was uh, he was poor, but I, I, you know, the fact that he's ended up at Villa, like. I don't know. These these clubs can't be that wrong. Maybe it's no. just a better backup goalkeeper than someone who could start. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, maybe he's better on the bench. Right, we're moving into defenders now. Uh, so yeah, we can include wing backs in this subsection if you want, or just go straight to centre backs. But uh, pick a player and let's go. I've, I'll start with Bogle. Who I've given this might be a bit high because he didn't play that much, but I've given Bogle an eight. Mm. And I think that's mainly down because I think he almost single-handedly, along with Njai at least, kept us going when Gibbs, White and Berger were out, which I feel has gone overlooked this season. Everyone talks about next season we might not have Berger and we haven't got Gibbs, White. We went on our best run of the season without those two in the team and Bogle was a, the, arguably the biggest part and the reason behind that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair enough, I think. I've gone seven. Um, yeah, it's, he, he definitely carried us for a phase zone. He was... I mean, he, he was just so exciting, wasn't he? You know, yeah. When, yeah, um, yeah the, the, it's so unfortunate we never really got to see him, uh, Gibbs White and Njai, like all together, and Berger, excuse me, um, mm. all playing in the same team oh, because yeah. it would have just been absolutely devastating. But I just, I, was, I came out of the Forest Down game, even the away game actually, and I, and I, I one of the things I kept saying is, oh, I wish I'd have seen Colback, uh, Bogle up against Colback. Mm. 
because I think that would have definitely swung it. I think that's how good he would have, would have been for it. I know Baldock did real well in that second leg, by the way, but I think with something else to think about from Forrest with Bogle, they wouldn't have pushed forward as much for, for a start in that first leg. I think he could have been key to, to taking us up. Yeah, three goals and an assist in uh, 16 starts for Bogle. Yeah, really hope he's um, fit for, I don't know, pre-season, if that's mm. too much of an ask. Um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, he, he would start day one for me next season. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's I think he's uh, an asset that we should really, you know, lean on next season, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we're clearly trying to play down the wings under under Hecking Bottom and... Um, yeah. Yeah, he was he was absolutely fantastic. And, and as I said, the reason it's an eight for me, and it's it is high, and I thought I, I did tell you between a seven and an eight, and it's purely because of that run where we didn't have Gibbs White and Berger, and him and Njai made made sure that we had the best run of the season. I think we won five out of seven in that run or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Still only twenty one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he's played a fair bit of football now, but he is. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to feel he's going to keep developing and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, playing in a playing at right wing back he, with a, a a more settled back three next to him next season. Yeah. Hopefully, you know we won't go. Yeah, well, a more solid back three as well. I'd have thought. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if it's as we finished, I suppose um, mm. as we finish the season. So uh, yeah, I, I I expect him to have a big year next year, assuming he can you know, shake off this injury and mm. uh, come back to full fitness uh, very swiftly. Right, I don't have anything else to say about Bogle, so we can just move. Straight along, if you want. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's fine. Cool, cool. Uh, right. Uh, so we've done a right wing bike. I'm going to move over to the other wing. I want to talk about... Where are we? Is there somewhere? Reese Norrington Davis, start the clock. I've got five out of ten for Nozza. Does anyone call him mm. Nozza? Should we start that? I, I'm glad you've gone that, by the way, because my first sort of note on R&D is a bit harsh because I give him a five as well. Okay, so I... I this is another one where I could be talked into a slightly different mark. Could be talked into a six here. Yeah. I thought defensively he was very good, like borderline excellent. Post Slav, I'd say that were. I have to admit. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think in, in the, under Slav, he did make a lot of mistakes defensively. So they all did. I can't actually remember them, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, there but... were nothing. May I remember Holland, Preston, for instance, where we just getting the run around. No. Oh, I do remember Hull actually. Yeah. Oh, was that Baldock actually? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. The, the other way, you know, defensive, I thought it was good, but the other way, like, really disappointing. Um, yeah. So, to some stats, he had zero point seven key passes per ninety minutes, so zero point seven chances created per ninety minutes, which is behind Baldock, which is a bad mm. sign. Obviously, mm. behind Bogle, <laughs> behind Ender Stevens. Also behind McBurney as well, just you know that kind of that oh. kind of mark. But I, yeah. I think I think there's a good baseline for him here, like for him to take a big step forward next year. Yeah. But he, he doesn't excite me yet. It's for me, he's like he's not a concern, but it's also not a case of us having this position like locked down. And um, yeah, if he's going to start next season, we need Bogle back basically. Yeah, I think because so. in an attacking sense. He's not going to give us enough, unless something. He was brilliant against Forest. That was his best game for us by far. I felt in the, in the final playoff game, and I definitely think he's got potential. And he's had some good games, some solid games. I think Swansea at home, we were really good. Uh, there were another one. I can't remember where now. Uh, maybe Barnes. I can't remember now. But he were really good in another game. 
But I think next season's really big for him. Really, really big for him. And, uh, and whether he can hold down a... I'd start him if, we, if, we, if we're going with the same left-backs and, and lower goals. I think he definitely deserves to be above Stevens. Mm. But he's not, like you said, he's not locked that position down for me. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i trying to bring up our thick guy results now. But he had a run of games against some... I think it was like three home games against some really tricky um, right-backs coming the other way. Yeah. Spence was obviously one... With Jones at Middlesbrough, uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, in, in like, yeah, consecutive games, wasn't it? Spencer Forrest, uh, Jones for Middlesbrough, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, Jed, Jed, Jed Wallace for Mill, Millwall, Wallace the game before, Millwall. yeah, yeah. And you know, he, he like basically played every minute for about three months there, up against some really tricky op- opponents, and yeah. Uh, yeah, the job he did on Spence um, in the second leg of the playoffs was. Uh, Phenomenal, really, and yeah, yeah, he, he finished he finished the season with his best game of the season, uh, which you know that is only one game, but that's how you probably want to sign off your season, isn't it? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if we should talk about Max Lowe or not. Should we just wait and see what happens with Max Lowe? Oh, I don't know, really. To be completely honest, I think let's say, let's let's use the timeout here and we'll we'll talk Max Lowe. So timeout. God. So Max Lowe, uh, he finished the season with Forest. He had a by all accounts, a good season with Forrest. He actually came on in the playoff final, and mm. <laughs> you watched the playoff final. I didn't. Do you want to? Do you want to comment on his performance? Oh, don't, don't get me started. I was as angry in the playoff final as I was for most United games this season because of those refereeing decisions and the VAR and everything like that. And Max Lowe was a massive part of that. By quite, in my opinion, evidently given a penalty away. If you see, I didn't realise that. Uh, Someone told me today that Joe Moss, it's not funny, Joe Moss's uh, record store's been smashed up. I don't know if you've seen this. John Moss's record store? Did you not know? Yeah, he owns a vinyl store. I did, I did know that, but what, like some angry Huddersfield fans are just going yeah, to trash it? So. Wow. This is, might, might be myth. Someone told me today that his record store's been smashed up. So, yeah. Do not um, condone violence against we do not condone, people or property. We don't condone breaking good, solid vinyl as well, quality <laughs> vinyl. So. Um, but, yeah, um, but yes, he was obviously involved in that, came on, gave a penalty away. It was just classic sort of, he's a Sheffield United player in a playoff final. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, see how we can ruin this. <laughs> and John Man- Moss wasn't playing ball. Mansfield, obviously, uh, were, were the playoff final. I had Jamie Murphy, Stephen Quinn, Clough manager, Garner assistant, got Hammer 3 you know. <laughs> Yeah, John Joe, John Joe O'Toole, was that him? Or was it different? Yeah, John, yeah, yeah, John Joe O'Toole, yeah. Yeah, they had no chance, did they? Anyway, Max Lowe um, is reportedly on 15 grand a week. That's right. He was on 30 that got cut to 15, I think, when we got relegated. Have I got that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what apparently so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty good sources, you know, not just that stupid sport track website, which just... Jack Elker on 50 grand a year. <laughs> We're still... 50 grand a year is probably closer. 50 grand a year, that'd have been all right. That's, that, I guess that's probably closer than 50 grand a week, as was reported. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. probably is. Anyway, um, yeah, r- reports this week that uh, we turned down 2 million for Max Lowe in January. Stress, yeah. in January. We've not turned that down from a Nottingham Forest team that now know they are a Premier League club. Yeah. i got to say, when I saw that, I was pretty unhappy that we turned it down. I... I'm i surprised that we turned that down. And there's a lot, again, a lot of people have been able to go at the Prince. I'm not going to go at the Prince. What a prediction saying, there's going to be a fire sale, there's going to sell, sell everyone. Well, there, in my opinion, is a, a, a chance to sell... <laughs> In a, in a what would be a positive way for us, I'd yeah. snatch your hands off for two million for Max Lowe. I would as well. I really would. I get the I get the Premier League, Premier League club now. 
and you know he's he's just had a he has just had a good season at a team that got promoted promoted but um i i think if you can rid yourself of that wage in a a position where we have two decent left wing backs ish maybe well i think we could possibly even bring another one in with the oh, wages yeah. max lowers on or not even that we obviously know that left wing back is a problem i think next season if if Norrington davis doesn't step up but mm. we probably need to spend money in different areas first biggest yeah. bed sale in an attacking sense i i not not the two million for me it's the fifteen thousand if he's if he's on that a week mm-hmm. get that off the wage so we finished fifth with him last season without him last season yeah and i don't know he's always he's never he's not had a good game for us ever and i'm not saying he's a bad player or anything but i'm not like thinking oh if only he's not like spence has been for instance yeah if i were a middlesbrough fan i'd be thinking why don't we just get spence back he's been brilliant what i've seen a lot of forest he's been good not amazing and i think you yeah take take the money and run yeah, so it, it looks like he's been better this season than Norton Davis or Ender Stevens. Like I'm not gonna I agree with that. I agree yeah, with that. I'm not gonna dispute that. But how much how much better does he need to be for us than those two players for it to be worth us paying him the amount that we're paying him? That's he needs it. to be brilliant. He needs to be like Jaden Bogle, basically. And well, I, this I, about, I'm about to say there is a sort of bit of excitement thinking about Bogle and Lowe, the old Derby boys, you know, in the championship playing the band back together. Yeah, the band back together. Yeah, get Jags back, etc. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea of two because he's more of an attacking fullback, uh, wing back, Lowe. Mm. And in fairness to him, he didn't get the chance to prove that in the Premier League because we were constantly getting battered. Basically, so we never had a load of the ball. I would like to see him in a team who has the ball more, which we will have next season, you'd have thought. Yeah. But as you said, for the money that he's on, is he going to offer us that much more? We'll see, I suppose. Well, I suppose we'll see because I, I, I imagine if I were Forrest anyway, I'd be thinking we could probably upgrade on Max Lowe. Yeah, potentially. I, I am. I was yeah really disappointed when I saw that we turned down a bid for him in January because yeah. at that point, like you know, we were kind of riding with Norrington Davis. You, you don't need that many left wing bikes, you know, and no. yeah, the opportunity. I mean, to get and that Osborne wage as well. Osborne's oh yeah, well. God, I forgot about yeah. him. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I, I just if it's fifteen grand a week, maybe you know, maybe that's two free agents you can pick up there. That either yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. only one of them to start, and the other one to be a solid squad player, and you've you've probably yeah. upgraded. I mean, if we can get close to our money back for Maxwell, which I believe was around three and a half million, right? It's kind of something. It's hard because it was the double deal, weren't it, with Bogle? Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, if someone wants to give us our money back to just get him off the books, I'm all right with it. I, I don't. I, think... I agree. Yeah, not in a like, oh my god, this guy's just a toxic presence, and he's like the worst player ever. What did we give him last season? I'm just having a look now. Did he play enough games to get a mark last season? He did. I think we gave him a three, maybe. I'm looking. I can't see him on our last years. Yeah, I definitely, definitely did. I'm gonna. Have, I've got it here. One second. Uh, Max Low, where are you? Probably down at the bottom. Come on, Google. <laughs> Sorry, it took too long. Uh, we both gave him three out of ten. All oh, right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure so it, yeah. Was, it was worse. Last season than Norrington Davis was this season. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I don't know. Because I, I, we surely we would have recalled him in January if we felt he would be an asset to us this season. Yeah, you'd have thought so, yeah. But anyway. We shall see. Right, uh, still on defenders. I'm poised to restart the time. I've got two timeouts left if we need them. Mm. Uh, and I believe it's your turn to choose someone. So go right ahead. I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but I'll give George Baldock a 5 out of 10. 
It's not controversial with me. I also have gone five he, out of ten. I just thought it was really average this season. We all know about his final product, but that this season is the worst I've ever seen him defensively. Uh, I think the number of games where he got caught out, as you mentioned, that whole game might have been one of them. There were, a, there were, um, oh, was it not Millwall? There were another game where he, he were off. They were all over the ball. That game where he, were at Bournemouth, where he My, was just thinking, home what, what game, is this, was it? yeah, what is this man doing? Like one of the worst performances I've ever. They were at Bournemouth, one, yeah, yeah, because of the throwing. Not Reading. Not Reading were terrible. In fact, when he that, that's when he picked the ball up and it hadn't gone out of play. Bournemouth were the one where he hadn't gone out of play and he just like decided to stop running because he thought he had. There were another game this season. I, 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 I can't remember what it were, but the one game this season where everything he did was just awful. Mm. He had loads of injuries in the back end of the season as well. Um, like he were in and out. I don't think he were fully fit after basically February, March, to be honest. Mm. Um, but on the on the upside, he's got a, the goal of the season against Swansea and mm. he played fantastic in that final game against Forest. He did another one that uh, yeah finished on a high. Yeah, I should say actually, Norrington Davis zero goals, one assist, one assist mm. in twenty one starts. Bulldog, yeah, twenty five starts, twenty two hundred minutes, one goal and three assists, um, mm. including of course the uh, the equaliser for Fleck in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I was just checking our last season's ratings. We both gave him six out of ten, and I, that feels about right to shade him slightly lower this season. Yeah. To be honest, I've I've been really disappointed with him in the main. I. I think he's better than he's played this season. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, that's that is just disappointing to be honest. I mean, I think that we, everyone thinks we've like become sort of wilder light. I think since second bottom's coming with three five two, I don't actually. I think we do try and get our wing backs more involved, which is why Bogle was so important when second bottom first came in. And I think it, it sort of illustrated the weak side of Bogle to the point where Osborne were rightly in front of him when they were both fit at one point. Mm. Yeah, should say he got his first cap for Greece the other night. What yes. about that? Yeah, he did, yeah. Brilliant but, uh, news. But, yeah, congratulations to him. It's, uh, Absolutely. I say I like him. He's one of the players. If he, if he, obviously, there's rumours of him going, I think, to Athens, I think, are interested in making Athens. I think it is them, or Olympiakos, someone. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's just because he's in the Greece squad. But... <laughs> no, it's like, like the entire nation of Greece is just like, oh, yeah, maybe we should sign that guy now. You sign this guy. I've never heard and of him before. I understand if he does go because if Bogle's fit. Hmm. Because I think having two right-backs on that sort of money and that good, probably not... We could probably get money for one of them and spend it elsewhere and, and get a more balanced squad. If he does go... He will always be welcome back at Bramalang. I really, really, really like him, but I think this is his poorest season so far. Yeah, that's very well said, and the timer is just about to go. So uh, I will add no more to that one, apart from to turn off the timer. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, Right, let me just make sure we've crossed that one out. Right, who else we got? Right, I'm going to do other... Addicted to left wing backs, just like Chris Wilder yeah. was, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Ender Stevens. Uh, I've gone four. Same. Oh, okay, so I, I wonder if I've gone a bit high on that. I was toying between a three and a four. I just think he carried on his form from last season. He had a big injury halfway through it, obviously. Um, some okay performances towards the end, but not enough. Yeah. I, I, I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm thinking maybe a three, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with four. Um, yeah, which we, we we both gave him three last season. Has he been better this season? Getting better slowly. By the time he's fifty, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back to his best. 
one goal, <laughs> three assists this season, which is a marginal output improvement on uh, improvement. Excuse me, on last season. Uh, yeah, he. You're right. For a little, probably the last four games or so, four or five games, I thought he was like okay to good. Um, but then he really struggled in the playoff first leg against Spence, which is really you know uh, better players than him. Yeah, it does make you wonder but, if, if Norton Davis had played know. that game, would, would things have been different? We don't, I don't know. Yeah, we do not know indeed. But um, yeah, I, I just think we're we're kind of at the point of no return with Stevens. It's just no one's no one's going to sign him. He's, he's here until his contract runs out. I don't unless we unless we pay his pay him to play for someone else. I don't see. Mm. I don't see how he's not in our I saw, squad next I saw season. Carl, Carlton played on Twitter. I think we were responding to Danny Hall. said he's got the worst contract in the championship. And Danny Hall, like, what are you on about? It's like, well, he's going to be on a massive amount of money for the performances he's putting in. And, yeah. there's, there's no, and he's a wing-back. He's not a goal scorer or anything like that. You know, it's he deserved his he deserved his contract when he got it. It's just, And I don't think he's not trying or anything like that. It's just unfortunate that it seems that, you know, he's, he's just become a ghost of himself, really. Yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of players on here that I, I would have lumped into the same kind of category of him as is just like uh you know, they've just fallen off a cliff after yeah, about after yeah, about fifteen, yeah. twenty games this season, but all the other ones have turned it round. Yeah. And he hasn't the best like no. I said, the best level he got up to was like yeah, he was all right today, Ender, actually. You know, he yeah, and of... that's the point you said, like, all season. Obviously, I sat with you a couple of games where you said when he tries to go past someone, you're like, oh, it's just horrible to watch because you remember him doing it so well. Yeah. And I think he's just a player who's past his peak and he's and he's quite dramatically past his peak. And look, a lot of them other, other ones have proven me wrong. Maybe Stevens will, but I, I think it's been two seasons now, a pretty, so, pretty solidly poor every week. Yeah, I agree. And he turns 32. He'll be 32 by the time next season starts. So... He had a good, good day today, by the way, because he played against Armenia with Egan. They lost 1-0. So. Yeah, um, Egan yet again playing every single minute. Um, Brian, <laughs> we will get onto that. Does it end? Egan's like just going, I just stop playing football. Stop, I'm already dead. <laughs> 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 right, uh, that is Ender Stevens. There goes the timer. Uh, another defender, please. We have a few left. Should we talk about Egan? We've just been... Let's go. I, 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 this, is, I, this is the one I changed the most with. I went from a six to a seven. And I've gone for a six because I'm a, I'm a nasty man. Yeah. <laughs> go on. No, it's I'll good, actually. You know, you're going uh, to play into my hands here with my narrative. So, uh, oh, I this. This is brilliant. We might have to have a time out for this one, then. <laughs> Um, okay. I'll caveat this by saying he's, he, he was playing in a constantly changing defence and he played every single game. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm fully aware, but I thought he was so inconsistent all season. I think he was the one defender that we looked at and thought, well, we could lose him. You know, he, he's, he's sort of Premier League class. I don't think he should. I, I see people still say, you know, he might, we might lose him this season. And I think his performances this season will probably have put off most Premier League clubs. Maybe someone who's just come down or just gone up or something might be interested. I just think he was really inconsistent. Had some fantastic games, and I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, if we sell him, I'll be gutted because I think he's better than he's shown. But I just don't think it was a great season for Egan. I've gone 8 out of 10. Whoa! And here's why. I, I think I think we as a fan base really underrate Egan. Mm. He plays every damn minute. And all right, he's not perfect, but... 
you just know, for starters, he's going to be here next season. No one's going to sign John Egan unless we want to sell him to another championship I, Yeah, team. I, I agree with you here because I, this is one of the people that oh, will we'll cash in on Egan. He's, what, is he 30? He's about to turn 30 next season, yeah. I just don't see it unless it's a you know a newly relegated club who decide they want a, a strong championship centre-half. Yeah. But anyway. No one will offer us enough money for it to be worthwhile to sell John Egan. No, because... and I don't think anyone will offer him that wage neither that he'll be on here. Probably not, but I really do think we underrate him because just because he isn't like he isn't great every single game, but he's he's available every single game is such an asset, and his mm. his baseline is generally very good. I mean, it doesn't make that many mistakes. I feel like we really harp on the ball over the top thing as if that's only you know. Yeah. It's only him that is susceptible to that, or it's always him we that's all, at fault. All our centre-halves, we saw Basham in the second leg of the playoffs, you know, the same thing that we accuse Egan of mm-hmm. doing every week, basically. Exactly. I think, I, I just think we underrate him. I think he had a, a, a good, solid season, and with everyone else falling around him and out of the team, it was so important that he was available. I, I don't know... I don't know what we would have done without him. And I really think the fact he plays every single game as well. Yeah. I think that, you know, that should almost be taken into account for when he has, a, when he I... has a down game. Just like, all right, well, he's playing every game. <laughs> he's bound to have a game, you know, a bad day occasionally. He's probably not And he good. played every, every game in a, in a period where we were playing every day as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I'll happily take that. And I'm happy to move him up to a seven mainly because of that, because he did play. He were available every single game, despite the fact we were playing three games a week. And Yeah. Exactly. Well, the, yeah. the time has gone. Uh, we probably don't need a timeout for that, do we? No. Um, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm happy to put him up to a seven. I'll, I'll yeah. I think. Um, well, I think that... If you stick with seven, we average out as. Excuse me. If you stick with six, then we'll average out as a seven out of ten. That's fine. Us, so. uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Uh, what are the defenders we got? Chris Basham. Uh, oh, I should say Egan. Two goals, two assists. And as always, it feels oh, like it should this be about is what, this, 10 I goals. wrote this down, actually. One of the reasons I put him a six is because of his crying head. Like the, he should have had about 50 this season. <laughs> <laughs> he should, you're right. Uh, maybe maybe one day he'll start getting more on target. <laughs> right, Chris Basham, timer begins. Uh, 26 starts, zero goals, got an assist. I'm going 7 out of 10 for Bash. What about you? I went six again, mate. Um, I thought you might have done. That's all right. Um, yeah, I think he barely played under Slav, but he, he was fantastic under Eckingbottom until his injury. Then I thought he came back. I don't think he was fully fit when he came back. I'm not worried about his performance at the end, but it wasn't classic bash, I don't think, when he came back. He, he, he was pretty poor against Bristol City. But at the same time, he offered us so much in an attacking sense, even when he wasn't at his best. Second leg, second half against Forest. You're like, right, this is why this man's in the team. And I love him. I just think it's been one of those seasons for him. Not not his own fault. He didn't get picked at first. Then he was injured for quite a while. That's why I've given him a six. Yeah. Okay. I just think uh, I think one of the sort of real black marks on Jukanovic was that he did not play Chris Basham until yeah. uh, I think his first game was away at Forest actually in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or his first start. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Say again. Sorry. Played in a two in that one, didn't he as well? Uh, yeah, I think you're right, and he was he was fabulous. I remember some. Uh, mm. uh, it was probably Brendan Johnson, to be honest. Who he, he left in a pile on the yeah. floor a couple of times. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I thought I thought we just looked so much better when he came back into the team. You know, uh, who was who on earth was playing? Did Basham automatically start when we went under Hecky Bottom? 
I'm trying to think. Yeah, if we had because Slav well, had gone back to three-five-two for those final two games against Coventry and Reading, and Basham played well for those, and obviously then just stayed in the team. Yeah, and he, that was his best spell by a mile. He, he, he was fant- classic Bash from with Bogle outside. Yeah, him. exactly. It- yeah, and then I thought I just I'm probably being a bit harsh again, but I give him a six. I thought he was quite sloppy when he came back. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, he still, I still kind of feel like he should give us a bit more in terms of actual goal production, if not goal scoring, then a, a few more assists for the amount of times he gets into the penalty area. But yeah. some of his defensive work is still magnificent. And he is a yeah a, a, a proper leader, like modern legend out there. And, and he, I mean, I, I, there's no no one else I would want starting at right centre-back for us. It's so year. happy that, I mean, everyone else has got a one-year contract. That are all the people who are out of contract who are staying. Hmm. don't think anyone batted an eyelid that the fact that Basham got two. Because yeah. even though he's older than all of them, other than Sharp, he, he's he's like I say, I think his performances at the latter end were pretty so-so. But I'm not worried about that. I think he came back and he, were, he, he had a bad injury. Mm. I'm really he did his MCL. It's like mirac- yeah. you know, miraculous, really, that yeah. he was. I, I didn't expect him to come back at all, to be honest. And so, he only got injured. It's not as if he got injured in the sense of oh, he's always injured or anything like that. It's because yeah. it was a stupid challenge from him. Four up against Swans and he goes flying into their like left winger or whatever. But that's classic Basham and that's what you want from Basham. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Reet, have we got any de- oh <laughs> yes, we have got some defenders left. Uh I think I've got th- three, I think. Um who do you want? all over the place, yeah. No, let's, right. go, let's go with the uh, the big man, Jackie Longtrow. The big man. Go. I I've given him a seven, which is I wrong. have as well. It's wrong from me because I give Basham and Egan a six and I'm well aware that this is almost like a sentimental <laughs> seven. But the reason is, I didn't think this guy had a future at championship level mm. at all. I've slagged him off on this podcast. You have as well. Everyone else who do podcasts and everything has slagged him off. And he was absolutely... Fu- I think he was our best defender under Eckingbottom this season. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I've gone seven out of ten is because he was probably our worst player under Jakanovic, he he stank. He was horrific. Yeah. Like I, I, this is it. Yeah, he he went from a one to a nine, I think. Yeah, not two to a two to a nine. Two one to a nine, and yeah. balances out about a seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't. I mean, I, I'm happy to forget and consign it to history. But in the, in the process of doing a player rating, I can't overlook the fact he was a total bomb scare for like three months and. It was a, a shock that he was starting the season for us, to be honest. He finished the Premier yeah. League season quite strongly, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were thinking, yeah, keep, you know, keep him around as a, as a squad player. But then he was starting as, as part of a back in four. A two. Yeah, in yeah. a two with Egan. And, yeah, and he, he, he was all that. Let, let's not sort of... Let's not rewrite history. He were awful in this first half of the season. Like, I mean, he costed so many goals in the first part of yeah. the season. In that second half, the fact that he kept, the fact that he got a contract and everyone were applauding it, is a massive testament to his performances in the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So he, you know, he he gets uh, removed from the team, and we sign Ben Davies, and then, he, he, you know, they, find me. I know we all love Jack Robinson now with uh, justification after the last six mm-hmm. months or so, but find me a blade who was anything other than panicking when <laughs> when it came out that Robinson was starting against Fulham away. If you remember, that yeah, was his oh, return to the team. I remember, I think I even, I can't remember why I did one of my infamous comedy tweets where I sort of like, re, I think it was me reading the team sheet and going, oh no. And it was purely because of Jack Robinson. 
And yeah. all the comments on that Twitter, uh, on the Twitter account when he when it came out, and all the comments on S2 and everything, oh, no, not him. <laughs> Anybody, sure we've got someone better in reserve, like some one of the young lads. Yeah. And then from that game, he never looked back. I yeah. say that, he had a terrible game against Wolves. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> he, he wobbled a little bit. But I, I do think you're right. He probably was our best defender under Heckingbottom. And he chipped in with some big moments the other end, didn't he? he scored three goals, got an assist as well. You know, that uh, the winner against Blackburn, he, he, he yeah. got the assist with yeah. a brave header. Some real booming set-piece headers towards the back end of the season. You know, the you one know, against QPR. You know, I didn't go to this game, but I watched it. Is when, one of the, the, the sort of times where I thought, this guy's got such character, is when he, he would drop for Ben Davis against QPR at home. Mm. Um, and I thought we were unlucky to be dropped in that game because the one before we played Stoke... Sorry, I'll use the timeout for, for JLT. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll use the timeout, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the game before against Stoke, he, he were our best defender out of the three and he got dropped for the next game against uh, QPR. And then he, if you remember, obviously, Removich came off and he played at right centre-half. Oh, he did, yeah, you're right. Yeah, for and about it was half fantastic. An hour, and he won every edit and every challenge and I thought, you know what, this guy will do for me. Yeah. I think in that first phase of the season, I couldn't think of a single thing that he did well. You know, he, he wasn't... <laughs> he, genuinely, he wasn't a good passer. Like, And he, he still probably no. isn't. He's probably no, like... No, 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 he, he's, I think he's better than I initially thought, but... He's certainly not like, um, yeah, it's just not great. He's not O'Connell, is he? Or, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a fair shout, yeah. Um, and he he was, you know, he wasn't physical. He wasn't particularly aggressive. He was not good at defending. <laughs> and he didn't have for us any goal threat yeah. going the other way. But then, yeah, second half of the season, just um, he stepped it up. I don't think he's like, I'm, I'm really glad. I know we said this last time. I'm really glad we only gave him a one-year contract because yeah, I, I don't think he's suddenly amazing. No. But I do think he was very good in those six months. And if he plays, he like deserves that, his contract. I think everyone who you, you earn a contract, and that's how it should be. And hmm. he definitely has contract this season. Would you like us to bring in someone else to start ahead of him this summer? I would like somebody who. I think we can get by with him personally. Yeah, I'd like. I think we need good backup though as well. I think he needs to be challenged. I think I'm not. I'm not expecting him to be as good as he was at the latter half of the season for the entirety of next season. So I think we do need someone to push him. But I think he's probably good enough. Yeah, I think he deserves a start. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably not the priority area that it was. I guess no. Um, it certainly was. For... And Martin Davis played left centre half, didn't he, for uh, Wales? For Wales, the night, yeah. And I think he did. Yeah. At, uh, I think he did at Luton as well, actually, when he was on loan there. Pretty sure. Yeah, right. yeah. So maybe, maybe those two. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, well done, Jackie Longthrow. Uh, let's let's use his long throws next season. Let's That's score thing. one of his throws. Imagine that. That would be nice as well. But then if I suppose he's, he's so good at attacking him, can he attack his own throwing? I don't think that's legal, is it? I don't throw, think throw it yeah. straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seven out of ten for me as well. Uh, right. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the other uh, the other left centre back here, and that is Ben Davies, who. Returns to Liverpool. He had, he had 21 starts, you know, that really surprised yeah. me. Out of 46 games, 46 league games. Um, one goal, no assists. I've gone 6 out of 10, and that actually now feels a little bit high. But what, what, I've gone, what, Yeah, I've gone 5, which. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think he was just average. I feel sorry for him because he never got going. Um, it, we, all, we don't know what's going off off the pitch, but there obviously is stuff going off of the pitch from him, and I think yeah. that. 
I think he struggled under Slav in a two, but everyone against struggled under Slava. I'm not going to have a go in for that, but even under Ekin, but I mean, he had a couple of really good games, but the fact that he couldn't get in front of Robinson mm. by, in, in the most important games of the season, like by the end of the season, it does it does say to me that he was a, it, not a poor loan signing, but one that we possibly could have bettered on. Yeah, I guess at the time we didn't know whatever his off-field situation was going to develop. No, no, no. I do think that's that was a big deal in the end in terms of his... It was. You know, talking talking coldly for a moment, in terms of his value to us, mm. that did really depress that, I suppose. Um, yeah, and the games he did play, and he made a lot of mistakes, even under Reckon, but I'm ready, and, you know, there a couple of others where he got at Barnsley, were awful at Barnsley, but even in those games, I don't know how much we're going off I think Ben Davis is a better player than we've seen. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty convinced that Ben Davis is a better defender and footballer than Jack Robinson. Yeah. But he didn't play as well as Jack Robinson did in no. the totality and of I the season. And I think if hopefully, you know, everything that's going off the pitch for him resolves itself in a, in, a, in a positive way for him, I think we'll see a lot better player for someone else next season. Yeah, a couple of months ago, I really wanted us to sign him. Um, like on a permanent because I thought he would be available um, from Liverpool because he's, he's never going to play for them being realistic. No. Um, but I, I, I just think we should look elsewhere now. I, I don't... We need some... We need to... You know, our loans need to be as good as Forrest were this season. We need someone who can did, play that and is good one enough of the to reason, start. Sorry, that's one of the reasons I gave him a five because you look at the, those Forest loans in particular, they all went straight into the first team and they were all m- major parts for them. And you look at Ben Davis, and he wasn't a major part for us. No. And, uh, yeah, as you said, by the end of the season, uh, he was out of the team on merit, essentially, because, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Robinson was playing so much better than him. So, yeah, yeah weird weird signing uh, in terms of, like, weird season for him. Not, um, I was really happy when we got him. And then, mm. yeah, obviously, off-field stuff, I do think, was really uh, hampered his season with us. And ultimately, yeah, wasn't good enough to... Get back in the team, uh, right? That's I've, I've run. I've finished talking about him with seconds to spare. Um, <laughs> so we've got. Uh, da, 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 I think we've got two defenders left. We're talking about Basham, aren't we? Yep. Yeah. Uh, if, if we've got left, I've, got, I've only got. I think I've, I've got, got Karen Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Karen Gordon's yeah. the uh, the last yeah, one. Yeah, Go. Yeah. We only only played three hundred and forty-five minutes, so uh, yeah, we might not use for the full three minutes here, but go for it. This is where the the sort of rate it might look a bit dark. I'm going to give him the same as Osborne, uh, Osborne as Davis. And I'm going to give him a five, mm-hmm. basically because I thought, and I mean this as a compliment. I think he was the most average player of the season, <laughs> which is the best that we could have probably held for him because he was quite evidently playing before his time. You know, yeah. before we were ready to play. And Eckingbottom said that, and I don't think we can ask for any more than he did. The fact that, in my opinion, overall. Game for game, he were probably as good as Ben Davis. He's a massive credit to him. I just don't think he's ready yet for for championship football. Yeah, I went five out of ten as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Four starts for him in the league. He started at uh, Wolves as well, right? We come out of nowhere and started. Yeah, that was debut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came yeah, back yeah. to Boston, I think, a couple of days before or something. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, because we were we were fresh out of centre backs at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, filled in really nicely. I thought that's, that's why I went five out of ten as well. I, I don't think he was bad by any means. Um, no. And as you said, that's that is a compliment because he was. You know, there's there's no way he should be ready yet, based on where uh, he was. Know. Um, you know, where he was on loan prior to that. I mean. 
you know, if he was championship standard, he wouldn't have been on loan at Boston or wherever it was at no, that point, would no. he? Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really encouraging little sort of uh, start to his career there that probably yeah. probably will stand him in good stead, you know? He'll have yeah, to, yeah. to play that many games at, a much, at such a high level, I suppose, with... You know, with the likes of uh, Egan and um, I don't know Basham play. I guess no, he was probably playing instead of Basham. Wasn't yeah, he? played instead of Basham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's going to have done his development no harm whatsoever. So yeah, a massive part on the back for him. To be honest, five out of ten sounds harsh when I'm saying that. I suppose, but yeah, it yeah. does. But it, like I say, average is good. Like for for a player, so. you know, his age and 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 the ability level or whatever experience that he's got at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So good job, Kyron. I expect he'll be. Uh, maybe they'll kind of bump him out. Um, you know, bump him up the leagues a little bit in terms of his next season loan move. Where I'm, yeah, I'm sure he'll be on loan rather than around the squad. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's not. Uh, he's pretty evidently not like Kyle Walker as he was at that age. If no. you know, it's like so obvious that they will immediately yeah, be yeah, able yeah, to yeah. fit into yeah, the yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. But look, Harry Maguire. You know, he sort of. He, I don't think any of us, even when we first saw him, thought this guy's going to be captain in Man United and playing for England. We just thought yeah. this guy's got a good, got a good, got a good chance of having a good career at you know championships, bottom end Premier League. So yeah, mm. good start from him. Yeah, it's twenty years old now, you know. So big season next year for him to uh, make his mark on the football league, I suppose. With uh, I would imagine with a, a League One or League Two team. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Right, uh, five seconds ago, I'm going to pause the timer there. Uh, and we're going to have a quick break, and then we're going to do midfielders and strikers. So we will be right back. Hello, BladesPod listener. A quick break to tell you about sponsor of this podcast. It is, of course, NordVPN. I use NordVPN to encrypt my own traffic on web and mobile, meaning I never need to worry about unsecure websites or apps or public Wi-Fi connections. Great for me if I'm working on the move, which I very much enjoy doing around Sheffield and savouring all the many excellent coffee shops that will indulge my presence. Uh, NordVPN also make it very easy for me to switch my virtual location with just a single click. Gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, Hulu, you name it. Maybe particularly relevant for people who like to watch games of football that may otherwise not be viewable in the UK. Now, NordVPN have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. You can get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or using the code BladesPod when you sign up and you will get a 73% discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift as well. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The bonus gift I mentioned is a brand new feature called Threat Protection, which is anti-malware, protects your devices from malicious ads and pop-ups, phishing sites, and viruses. So head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and try NordVPN risk-free. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. And we are back, and we're moving into midfield. Uh, I think it's my turn, although I left you with no choice last time. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Uh, so Ben Osborne is who I'm going to talk about next. Mm. Uh, I've got 6 out of 10 for Osborne. He had 22 starts with 14 sub-appearances, played over 2,000 minutes. Three goals, three assists, six out of ten. What did you give him? Six. Uh, yeah. Start at left back, left wing, front three, right back. Yeah. <laughs> Central midfield, in fact, to any in the, in the uh, first leg of the playoffs. 
when he came on. Yeah. So he's a jack of all trades, master. Did you say right wing back? Yeah, I think left back, left wing, front three, right wing back, and central midfield is what central I've got. Midfield, yeah, something like centre half and yeah, up, up you wouldn't want him centre half, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly. Uh, acquitted himself well. He, he's, he's so. I just think he's so valuable as like a Swiss Army knife player. And I've written it, down. Sorry, just I've, I've written down just to to, uh, to go on your point. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. But it is almost like having three players due to vers- versatility, and that's why I'm happy that we get him a contract because he does save us. I reckon another two signings. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and you know. As you mentioned earlier, if, if Max Lowe does leave, then I think he just becomes the default backup at left wing back to Davies or, uh, excuse me, Norrington Davies or Stevens. Mm. Um, at the start of this, I mean, he, I thought he was really good as a attacking midfielder for uh, under Slav. Under Slav. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he scored, I think, uh, majority of it. Did all three of his goals arrive around that period? I can't remember what his third goal was now. My mind's gone blank. Yeah, uh, he got two against Peterborough, one against. Yeah. Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. So they both, yeah. uh, the, all three of those goals came around the same sort of time. Um, yeah, I thought he, he's just a, a a tidy kind of do-it-all footballer. And yeah, yeah the, the shifts that he put in at right wing back were uh, commendable in the extreme, given our just, injury crisis. Since the day we signed him, I said he's a, he's a the best first reserve around, which sounds like a backhander compliment. And I mean that. I don't want him to. If he started next season in the first game, I think our transfer window has probably not gone that well. Yep. But if he comes on in the first game, I'm delighted. You know, if he plays the same amount of games as last season, I think that's that'll be all right. To be honest, I think it's fair enough. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just a one-year contract, so he's you know he's got a lot to prove in terms of uh, what his next his next deal looks like. Uh, he's still yeah. pretty young, right? Was he like 26, 27? Yeah, yeah. he's not, he's not too old. Yeah, and I, I like him as a person as well, to be fair, just as like his Twitter account. So very out of the uh, out of the norm mm. for, a, I, uh, for, for a professional footballer. Yeah, I like having likeable players, you know, like mm. personalities and stuff. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Well, there's maybe a few here that uh, don't don't quite fall into that category. Let's, let's, let's not get, we haven't got there yet. Go on. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's uh, all I've got for Ben Osborne. Uh, another midfielder, if you please. I will go for John Fleck, who I've gone for also a six. Uh, I only went five out of ten for, oh. for Fleck. So that's, yeah. that's that's kind of surprising, actually. Um, I would rate Fleck more low uh, than you did, but go for it. Yeah. I actually think he played well in the hole under Eckingbottom. I think he had some shockers under, uh, under Slav. But he's not been fit all season, has he, to get a consistent run, really. I, I think he'd been... He, obviously, we know what happened to him at Reading. And to, the fact he bounced back from that, and we're talking about him now as if that never happened, is incredible, because we all obviously feared the worst, didn't we, at the time? Mm. Um, but I think on the whole, he played well under Heckingbottom, to be honest. I, we know he doesn't offer us enough as a goal threat, and as the as the player who are in the who played most of the games, he's the more attacking threat. He offers us nowhere near enough. But I think we saw little bits and pieces of the old fleck and what he's all about this season. It's two goals, two assists. What was it you said you didn't think he's had like a... A, a consistent run or something like that just at the start yeah of... I always felt like it ran an hour like so you say that oh started 33 games for us which is out of all outfield players only three players started more games than Fleck played 2,860 oh. minutes only only Egan and Norwood is that right 
I'm wondering if I got this wrong. Is this right? Maybe that's not right. Maybe. You can prove anything with facts. I'll just check this as I'm talking, because maybe this isn't right. But yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong then. I just always felt maybe that's a testament to that it wasn't actually that good then. Because I always felt like he were in and out of the team and never get a, a proper run. I always felt like him and Hurahan were sort of in and out, you know, and swapping around a bit. Yeah. Is this in the playoffs? Is, uh... Yeah, no, it's right. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm... I'll take it back then. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Yeah, so I've just checked on another source. And, yes, he did start... Th- uh, sorry, he played in 35 league games and uh, he also had the two starts in the championship as well, uh, in the playoffs as well. So... Yeah, 30, uh, 33 starts <clears throat> in total. Um, yeah, he's, he's, ah, I don't know. I, I just expected loads more from him this season. He obviously had, you know, the really scary situation at Reading when he collapsed. And it's, it's kind of, again, it's kind of surprising how quickly he was able to be available to us again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think we, we need someone else there, I think. Like, I've I, I sort of just, I wouldn't want to lose him, but I don't think we can. I don't know. I just don't think. I totally agree with you. Here, I don't. So. I don't see that he's going to get back to how he was a couple of years ago. Now, after the yeah. season that he's just had, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he suddenly. Looks I totally brilliant. agree with you. I, I totally agree. Even though I'd like him a, a higher mark, I think it's probably the most important position to improve on. I think we need legs in there, and I don't know if he's got them anymore. And I think we need a goal scoring threat from there as well. Yeah, that would be very nice indeed. Right, uh, another midfielder. Uh, let's talk. Well, let's talk about is someone we brought in to kind of uh, compete with him or replace him, I suppose. Uh, Connor Hurahan on loan from mm. Aston Villa. So he st- sorry, start time. He started 15 games for us, um, almost 1,500 minutes. He scored a goal, um, which... Oh, yeah, of course, it was QPR, wasn't it? He QPR, came off yeah. He yeah. had four assists, which really surprised me. So he had double the assists of Two Fleck, but... debut, I want to say, against Holt when his first start, I think. Yep, both from set pieces, and I yeah. imagine his other ones are probably uh, from corners or free kicks as well. Mm-hmm. To be honest, uh, I gave him a four out of ten. I was, I was pretty disappointed in him, to be honest. Yeah. But at the same time, not that surprised. He he was pretty much what I expected, just and it wasn't very good. <laughs> I've given him a five, so slightly higher. Okay. Again, I, I think it was the most average loan signing of all time. It did, it, it wasn't bad. I don't think. I don't think there were any games other than Millwall at home where I thought this guy is what's going on. He just didn't do enough. And the fact that he couldn't break into our first 11, a bit like Ben Davis, mm. the, the fact that we he ended the season on the bench, it meant that it was a poor signing overall, even if he wasn't poor. I think it was just bang average. So it was a scrambled last minute, like, let's just God, yeah. let's just get another body in. in it. And he, he could have been yeah. worse, but yeah. He answers in certain situations. When Fleck were out and who were, this is maybe why I've overrated Fleck. When Fleck were out and who ran were in, you didn't really notice that much difference, I don't think. The different players, but it wasn't like, oh, no, now we're going to have to play Hurahan. Mm. It was just sort of, yeah, all right, Hurahan's going to have to come in there. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was just sort of like, whatever. I really liked him uh, in certain situations as a tandem with Norwood. I thought just, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I just, I, it might not have been like the pathway to success particularly, but I just, I really liked watching those two, you know, very consummate ball players, if you like, you know, both really well, comfortable. winning a game. Those two were fantastic to watch, just keeping all of the ball and passing it around and stuff like that. Very similar players in in the sense that they don't get forward, they've got no pace, technically good, good passes, but too similar. And not what we needed, I don't think, in, in terms of 
that midfield, as we know, gets run past so easily, and who are never going to stop that happening? Yeah, he uh, he actually managed to take more shots than I was expecting. You know, um, around this is uh, it just mm. I don't know. For a long time, he didn't really look like scoring. Let me just bring this up now. Yeah, twenty-five shots. So he had more shots than Fleck in half the games. Uh, yeah, more shots than Bogle than Osborne. Uh, certainly more than Bulldog. Obviously, played more 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 than Ender Stevens. Um, yeah, just. Yeah, not uh, not not impressive. Um, curious to know where he goes next because obviously Villa have uh, released him as they do. Probably probably back to the Championship. I thought maybe to Scotland. I heard West Brom were interested in him, which is a classic Steve Bruce sign. Isn't he obviously played for him before. So uh, yeah, yeah, somebody's doing some uh, good connecting the dots on that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I really uh, so run out of time, but. Um, if we end up signing him, that's a uh, well, a literal alarm bell for me. I think because yeah. he, he doesn't um, he doesn't improve us in the slightest. No, I'll you be know. disappointed if we sign him. Definitely. Yeah, same. Uh, right, uh, I think it's your turn. Another another midfielder. Let's go for uh, my opinion. The best midfielder this season, Oliver Norwood, who will give an eight to. Eight, nice. Go for it. It turned my opinion around. I, uh, I said on the that that pod that we did after Blackburn, when we rated the players, and we basically said they were all rubbish. I did say on that pod that I imagine Norwood is someone who could go to a different side and still be a success at this level. And I think he sort of did go to a different side in the sense that we played so different under Eckingbottom and was a success. We know his limitations and we know he's going to have a Norwood, as he's called, <laughs> at Bramall Lane. I just think he gets a lot of stick from fans and I understand that he doesn't offer anything in a, in a, in a goal in a goal threat situation, in a goal threat sense or anything like that. But I think he, if he plays well, and it's obvious, and you know, you're closing down, don't work. If he plays well, we play well. And I think we'll miss him when he's gone. Yeah, no, you're right. We we will. I I think, yeah, I think people do, and myself included, judge him <clears throat> more harshly than we should do. And I, I, I'm i I'm doing it again here, I guess. I've only gone seven out of ten. Mm. Um, yeah, one goal, four assists. Uh, four assists, excuse me. Um but again, he, he's he's another one that was reliable. You know, he was he yeah, started yeah. Um, uh, started forty four games. Only only Egan played more minutes in the entire season. In fact, yeah, it was only yeah of outfield players. There's only him and Egan that played more than three thousand minutes actually, which is a yeah is a big deal. I think. See, we'll, we'll come on to the other midfielder next, but I, I don't want to jump the gun in, in my rating with him. But mm. he had more burger on about. Had more sort of spectacular moments where you think, oh my God, and Norwood didn't really have many of them. Mm. But I think Norwood were far more consistent. Yeah, he, he, he was. I thought he was poor under um, Jukanovic and then really, really did step it up um, under Hecky Bottom to the extent where we went from, I think this guy's time's up to actually yeah. he should be starting for us next season. Well, um, we should surround him with better players. Yeah, in comparison to Fleck, for instance, where Fleck got a bit better under Eckingbottom, I think Noel got a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely yeah. agree. Uh, and defensively, I started this earlier in the season, mm. but I'll, I'll give you the updated numbers now. His defensive stats are phenomenal. So this is this is not just uh, all this is not just midfielders. This is all players. Um, he was third in the entire championship for tackles per hundred opposition touches. Top 10 for mm. interceptions on the same metric and top 15th, excuse me, he was 15th for ball recoveries as well. So that's a very impressive like 
defensive midfield performance there from someone who we you know don't think of as being particularly defensive. He's 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 a smart player, I think that may, and that smartness does make up for some of his lack of athleticism in ways that maybe mm-hmm. we don't realise because we see him getting run past and think, no, yeah, his, his legs looks, are gone, he's pathetic. He looks, out of all the players, possibly looks the worst when things are going badly for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I see where you... I, I, I can see the merit in an 8 out of 10. I, I guess I just shaded him down a bit just because I thought it was really bad for about 15, 20 yeah, games there for a while. Uh, right, so there's the last midfielder, right? Uh, yeah, Sander, I think, is the only one I've got. Sander yeah. Berger. Uh, Sander Berge, if you Berge. are, if you are um, Red Half of Sheffield, which is a <laughs> wonderful pronunciation. I enjoy it every time they say it. Um, I've gone 8 out of 10, so this is uh, this is probably where we're going to differ. because I've gone 7. So, yeah, yeah, so there we go. So we're, <laughs> different strokes here, but um, I, I like my midfielders to do goals and assists, and yeah. that's what Berger did <laughs> when he was on the pitch. Only the 24 starts, six goals, four assists. In uh, the back half of the season, when we needed it the most, I guess, when it became critical, yeah, he was there and he was basically unplayable. He was a, uh, you know, just a, a, a glorious machine on the right of midfield, just given given license to get forward. Teams couldn't defend against him. Uh, I'm going to be really sad when he leaves this summer, which yeah. I'm sure is exactly what's going to happen. But thirty-five million pound release call. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think anyone's going to meet that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> otherwise, I definitely would be happy selling yeah. him. Um, but yeah, I, I just think if he'd been fit for the full season, uh, we'd have been a lot closer to Fulham and Bournemouth, I think. And he, he's probably getting double-figure goals because he was. You know they were they were good sort of uh, penalty box finishers, weren't they? They was chipping in with he was he was the yeah. man, the box to box midfielder essentially, kind of bursting in there and finishing it in the in sort of the you know twelve six yards out, which is a a big deal. And yeah, we saw in the playoffs teams even the the better teams couldn't defend against him. You know he just able to glide past defenders, get to the byline, cut it back for someone to score. So yeah, eight out of ten season for me, but I. I, I Without you saying anything, I see why you would give him a seven. Go well, ahead. Look, this is another one of those where I, I had an eight, then I had a seven, then I, oh, I, don't know, I didn't know how much one to go for. But it wasn't until February that we were even guaranteed a start. And I think he put in some of the worst performances, individual performances of the season. Derby away, mm. West Brom away. There were there were others as well where you think, oh, well, you know, this, this guy's just, what's he doing? But... He also put in some of the very best performances, and I think those last three months he were fantastic. As I said, a debate between a seven and eight. When he was good, he was excellent. You know, on his good days, he was one of the best players in the league. But the reason I went for a seven is because in the up until February, those good days were probably one a month, something like that, maximum. Mm. Any? Do you think there's any chance he's still here next season? I don't know. I think he's sort of even making noises, if you believe the quotes. Anyway, um, I know there are a lot of things taken out of context and mistranslated and stuff like that, but I don't blame him. He didn't come here to to, to play in the championship for two seasons. Um, and if we get his money back for him, I, I don't think he's been a disastrous sign or anything like that. I think this is what I mean. I think when we were looking sort of in January, if we wanted to sell him and he were having a poor season at that point, it looked like it had been a terrible signing. And I don't mm. think he's like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's recovered some value. I, I don't think we'll get. I'd be, I'd be really surprised if we get particularly close to what we paid for him. To be honest, mm. but we're we're not really in a negotiating position anymore. He's probably no. uh, 
I'd say he's probably our highest earner, right? Without without knowing. Oh, I would have thought so. Yeah, you know, I would have thought so. from a Champions League team at the, you know, yeah. at, the, at the peak of our uh, position in the Premier League. Come to Sheffield, point. Sander. <laughs> <laughs> Play against people like Millwall away. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna be so sad when he goes. I, I, I love watching him play for us. I've not seen a midfielder yeah. like that before uh, in red and white. So I will be sad. Um, right. Uh, so that's all the midfielders, right? Yeah, we're on yeah, to. Yeah, well, unless you want to, you want to go straight on to the sort of midfielder who ended up up front. Yes, yeah, go for it. Uh, obviously, Illerman and Jai, who I've mm. given an eight to. Yeah, I have as well. What a first season this is! This is incredible. I think. I think you can't underestimate that this is his first season. I know he's older than a lot of people have played in the first season, but what two years ago we're at Boreham Wood? Yeah, I think so. What a just what a season! I mean, he he did lose his way a little bit in the middle, where things didn't go. He obviously got dropped, but again, as I said earlier, him and Bogle kept us in it when Gibbs White and Berger were out, yeah. and I think that's the hope for next season. If you can keep hold of Njai, keep hold of Bogle, maybe get a couple of other people in. I don't think it's the. I, I've heard a lot of people say well, we've got no creativity without Gibbs White and Berger, and I get that, but I think that's underestimating how well Njai and Bogle played this season, and now well, and they'll only get better. Yeah, and if you can plug in someone else around them, like Gibbs yeah. White, it doesn't need to be yeah. as good as Gibbs White. Just no, like I don't. No. 80% of Gibbs White, so Morgan Gibbs, I suppose. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is the worst <laughs> joke ever, I'm Brilliant. sorry. It's late on a Saturday. Um, yeah, Enjoy was great. Uh, seven goals, a pair of assists as well. Um, and he, he really started to develop into like a proper predatory finisher, I thought, yeah, towards yeah. the end of the season. But also had that capacity for the spectacular. The goal against Fulham away was absolutely mm. magnificent. We scored some brilliant goals this season, by the way. It'd be interesting yeah. to well, do that. Do you know what? I was thinking about this. When, um, I can't remember what I was looking at. They were like, there was something that might have been the goals of the, all the goals of this season. There's about 10 that I thought, that's unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited by him. For, he's like... I was trying to think, I think we'll probably do this maybe on this bit of spoiler alert for a future podcast, but like a, a reasons to be excited for next season. He's the first thing I think of because yeah, yeah, yeah. if he can play effectively for more than 60 minutes per game. He's going to get a full preseason, which is another yeah. massive positive. Um, yeah, I can't, I think when we heard about this guy, like, I mean, well, the start of this season, when we did the, the preseason pod, I don't think we, we probably never even mentioned it, did we? No, no, absolutely not. And now we've got to the point where next season we're thinking this build the team around this guy basically. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, we should say, called up to Senegal. He is on the yeah. bench right now as we record for yeah. uh, Senegal's Africa Cup of Nations qualifier. That's you know that's only going to enhance his game, enhance his reputation, enhance his value to us because you know we're we're not in a position to hang on to talented players for, for in when we're oh. in the championship, I don't think. So, oh. uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a, a net positive for Sheffield United. I think the fact that he's getting called up to Senegal. Um, yeah, brilliant season. Uh, maybe brilliant's a bit far, but the, the, the minutes that he was on the pitch, I thought were fantastic. And I'm really excited to see what he does, uh, what he does for his next season. Um, right. Next player. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk brew dog. I think, the brew dog. Uh, yeah, what are you going for? Right. So, uh, stop the timer. <laughs> uh, I give a six, which maybe feels Same. a little Same. high actually. Now that I look at it in yeah. this context, but yeah. so he only started ten games, three wow, goals. Did yeah, because he was he was yeah. not in the team for yeah, that makes sense. That just, a long time. 
Um, I'll try and just bring it up while we're talk- talking, actually, uh, you know, what games he missed out. But um, I-, I feel like at the start of this season, he still looked that kind of lost... He did. Lost little boy, doesn't really know how to where he's supposed to be. And I, I was thinking, this guy's just going to be a-, a total bust at this point. Like, you know, yeah. talking of worst ever signings, that was definitely in the mix at that point, I thought. But then... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know whether something clicked for him or what. I mean, you saw... There were more than a few times you saw Sharp, like, actually pulling him to the side and being like... You know, clearly having a word with him in a in a positive way, as in, like, you know, this is where you should be or what you should yeah, be or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, oh, before he got injured, mm. he looked brilliant. Like, mm. you know, I know he only scored three goals, but he did get two players sent off in consecutive games, like entirely down to his movement, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who it was now. It was Preston uh, Luton. and... Um, Luton and Preston, yeah. Preston, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're suddenly thinking, like, wow, this guy looks looks dynamite, essentially. You know, this this he is going to be what we signed, or what we hoped he was when, when he signed for us. But then, oh, a terrible hamstring injury in February and uh, did not play again. And... Uh, yeah, we we pray that he's going to be good to go for preseason. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, six might see. Let's not go overboard. He had two good months. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's fair to say. But it was such an improvement on what had gone before that he actually looked like a player and looked like a a, a good young player. If if this were the first season from someone coming through the U team, a bit like Njai, I think we'd have been really excited by what we saw in that couple of months. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. But he needs to be gone now. He needs to get out. By the sounds of it, he'll be fit for the start of next season. I think he does. He go straight in, maybe. Uh, for me, yes. If yeah. he's fit, if he's, yeah. if he's if he's fit, yeah, definitely. He's he's, he's our asset, if you like. And yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would certainly start him ahead of um, several of our other strikers who who are still here. Um, yeah, he was he was out of the team for a little bit. He. So this is under, uh, yeah, this is under Jukanovic. He started, oh, yeah, God, I just remember it now. This was such a mess. He started on the wing at Hull yeah. and was completely ineffective. Yeah. Then he was on the bench against Derby, against Borough, against Bournemouth. Didn't play against either of those. He wasn't in the squad against Stoke or Millwall. Didn't come off the bench against Barnsley. Not in the squad against Blackpool. It was only against Forrest he suddenly got chucked into the team. But even that was... On the wing as well, so yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he uh, once he moved up front, um, things looked a bit more positive, and obviously got yeah. that goal um, against Blackburn and got yeah suddenly looked like a bit of confidence. I'm I'm excited for him next season mm-hmm. as well. Not not the extent that I am for Njai, but um, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I think everyone's thinking about that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Bogle Brewster, it's, it's a cliche. I'd like new signings, but they are, <laughs> you know, they are like if we'd have signed those two players in pre-season. And they weren't already here. Would have been going. Oh, that's two good signings at this level. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah we need to get fit basically. Yes, right. Four players left. Go. Which one's next? Let us go for Oliver McBurney. <laughs> Ugh, go for it. I'll give him a two, and it seems no, a bit so. high. Almost yeah. no goals. Uh, I don't. Have you got the assist there? Has he... Uh, he, he did get two assists, which two assists. I believe. Felt... Uh, I think there was one maybe against someone. I don't know. Oh, he got an assist against, against Barnsley. His best mark of the season with that little chip pass to Gibbs White. Against Barnsley, yeah. And then yeah. he got... Uh, <laughs> he he set, up, set up Osborne against Peterborough in the 6-2. They got I the don't six, remember the that at all. But yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Uh, injured for the most part. Um, I think there's a genuine debate to say that he actively armed us when he played. Mm. I think when you look at the end of the season and how well we play without him, do we even get in the playoffs if McBurney's fit? And that's not necessarily his fault, by the way, but it got to the point where him playing, we play bad pretty much every single time he started. Yeah, I've written down. I thought we looked worse with him in the team most of the time. Um, and yeah, I remember I... Huddersfield away, he played. He wasn't the worst player in all these, by the way, but yeah. Huddersfield away, we didn't play very well. Uh, Millwall away started, we didn't play very well. Hull at home. All these three games, by the way, I've just noticed that we didn't score any of them. <laughs> yeah, we hardly scored any goals when he started for us, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reading at home, obviously terrible display. Um, mm. Bournemouth at home, I think. Did he start at Bournemouth at home? And that I was think he did, yeah. Again, nil-nil again. <sighs> I don't want to keep slagging him off. We've done it all season, but... Well, with, with justification, season. right? Yeah, it was mean, terrible, like... terrible. Out of all the outfield players, spoiler alert, this guy's got the lowest, and I don't think that's any... I imagine anyone who's doing this sort of ratings will do give it exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, he's my lowest rated player as well. I mean... He couldn't stay fit. He only started nine games. I'm looking now. Uh, Brewster started more games than him, and he was, you know, injured from February on. He started less games than Robin Olsen, for God's sake. And this, like, if you want to defend him, you can say that that maybe contributed to the why he was so bad. But the fact this has come off the back of another season where he was injured for a lot of last season, uh, yeah. the season before Premier League, and he was terrible in that as well. And even the season before that, he was injured a lot. If you remember, like, yeah, it true. Took him ages to get going. Yeah, so it's three seasons of... And I think he's become now sort of a... I don't know, almost like a... I think he, he must want to move as much as we want him out, if you know. The fact he got booed onto the pitch is disgraceful against Barnsley. But I think it also does sum up where a lot of fans are with him in, in, in the, the patience has gone. Yeah, it's probably it's just best if we... Uh... Move on from him, I think, at this point. I like him to get, even if he's just alone. I think he needs to go somewhere to pick his career up. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Off-field stuff is messy, obviously another arrest. Uh, He managed... uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, another arrest. Another arrest, yeah. I was just (laughs) conscious of the timer. I'm not going to use the timer here, but I just want to mention this. Um, He managed eight shots on target in the entire season. For context, Moussa had seven. And... uh, only Musa only played 320 minutes, so um, yeah, he you know, he, he wasn't like he was unlucky in front of goal, he just seems to be bad at kicking the ball, uh, yeah. can't stay available for whatever reason, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think as you say, it's probably just best for everyone if uh, if we could move him on, but I don't think we'll be able to, uh, I can't unless he goes on loan, I can't see it at all. And and it looks like he's a bad injury, the fact he would start on people in a <laughs> With a, with a brace on, doesn't suggest that he might even be fit for the start of next season. So, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, what did we give him last? Any idea what did we give him last season? Guess a three. Uh, yeah, you gave him a three. I gave him a three four. And actually, half. yeah, yeah three I was, was generous, obviously. Uh, right, David McGoldrick. Mm. So nine, just shy of a thousand minutes, scored two goals and uh, got four assists as well. I've gone six out of ten. Oh, really? I've gone four and I hate it. Oh, I was about to say maybe I'm being sentimental, but I'm obviously being sentimental. Yeah, I I think he were really unlucky to be injured when he were in the best form of the season. Mm. I think he he looked fantastic in uh, 
in that spell again. You know, Cardiff away when he were linking yeah. up with Bogle and Sharp and Gibbs White, you think, oh, this is going to work. And even Bristol City in Eckingbottom's first game, he were really good in mm. that one. Even West Brom, the game he got injured, I just don't think it were enough. Um, and it's not his fault he got injured, and it was nothing to do with anything other than he just swiped for a ball and, and his leg went and that, you know, as simple as that sometimes. I just think under Jukanovic, uh, he would really, really quite poor for the for the majority. Uh, yeah. And that's, unfortunately, the majority of his season was under Jukanovic. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I'm just looking. Only two players had more assists than him. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I... yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he, was, he was, you know, his usual self, I suppose, but just with the... Uh, some of his his misses were still as as baffling as always, weren't they? The one at, the one away at West Brom where he missed the one on one, the the Millwall one, obviously where he's like pretty much under the crossbar and put it. Over. That was Millwall, right? Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. I love how he left his like probably his best miss like till the very end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the final flourish. Um, but you know he got a, a nice winner against Stoke. Uh, his other goal against um, Cardiff on that on that counter attack. Um, yeah, I, I've probably rated him a little bit too high here. So the fact it averages out at five is, is probably closer to my true and feelings. Well, we've but... already talked about him in the last pod. I love him. You love him. Everyone loves him. So if he's listening and he's a four, it's nothing against you. You know, you're probably my favourite ever United player. So yeah, and uh, just just sad he didn't have chance to uh, you know play more games and nudge that mark even higher. I, um... There's another one. I mean, you talk about oh we had no strikers fit for uh, Forest. What about Sharp fit or Brewster were fit? Yeah, if McGoldrick were fit, I'm not saying he's the goal threat of the other two, but again, I think it could have even swung it in our favour just due to how clever he is as a player and bringing other people into it and stuff. So, yeah, it's insane we had no fit strikers at the end of the season. Uh, like, we like we, literally no fit strikers. We had Oliver Bird, but he were obviously uh, in London at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can stay there. <laughs> I think I don't want him. Uh... I'm I'm ready. I'm, I think we're done with the Oli Berg experiment. We just need to suck that one up and uh, say toodaloo, I think. Anyone, I anyone can take it. Sheffield out of way saying, uh, I've just, he's got to be good because people keep buying him for loads of money. It's like, I'm sorry, Al. Well, <laughs> so I suppose that is that was my argument for Robin Olsen as well, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, true, I won't yeah, disagree yeah. with him. Well, a right. lot of other people get conned is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, two players left, so... It's down to you which one we will leave to last by picking the next one. I only can't. I can only think of one, so I'll let you pick. So I want to leave the best or last. Is it? Uh, oh wait, sorry. Uh, well, you missed Billy Sharp. Is that? A, if you That's the only one I've got left. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we haven't talked about our best player oh, for the entire oh, season. Of course, of course. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Two. Well, right. You've already well, like rated him out of your mind after that penalty miss. I'm pretty, yeah. Dead to you. Now, I'll sort of well, uh, shall we? Yeah, we do Sharp first. All right. So uh, I've got nine out of ten for Sharp. Yeah. Snap. 14 goals, seven assists. He was the only player in our squad who cracked the top 20 of the championship for expected goals per 90 minutes. And he absolutely carried us under Jukanovic. Like I'm glad you said this. My, one of my notes here is one of the very few who were just as good as under Slav as he was under Eckingbottom. I don't think his performance has changed at all under mm. either of them. Which is a massive, you know, shows how good he was all season. I, I, I did talk between eight and a nine. He missed a lot of chances and stuff, but the fact that his performances all season was so consistent, probably the most consistent player this season, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. This 
No, it can't have been the best I've not the best I've seen him play, obviously. But um, I think all round play is a shout. I definitely uh, think it's maybe, a shout. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Is so I know you say missed a lot of chances, but his xG, <laughs> his actual goals are slightly higher than his xG. So yeah, he missed some chances, but overall uh, he also took some uh, low percentage chances that kind of balanced it out. But yeah, I just you know a lot of people say I would have been nowhere near the playoffs without Gibbs White, and that is true, but. I think we'd have been even further away without Billy Sharp, particularly, you know, those first four months could have been really messy without him. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, the seven assists as well, he was such a creator. That's as it. As well as a goal scorer, which is, the... I guess is the new string to his bow, if you like. Well, this is the thing, like, he got 14 goals. I think we both gave him a goal record nine last season, and he got less goals, but we said, you know, he's his all round play, poor team, and all this sort of stuff. Basically, Sharp were doing the McGoldrick role this season mm. under Slav, but also scoring. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was tremendous. I'm so, so glad that he um, got that new contract. Yeah. yeah, His injury, probably not that bad, because it was, you know, Heckingbottom was genuinely talking about him being potentially available for uh, the final. Player. Yeah, I guess the, the final probably, wasn't it? Um, when, he was, when he was saying might be here for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he, he, he starts next season, I think. Yeah, um, I think, you know, next season, the worst case scenario, we sign no one. This is why I'm not a doom and gloom as a lot of others. We could start next season with NGI, Brewster and Sharp up top, which is pretty nice for me <laughs> i'm no. i'm done i'm done say, like debating the uh oh we need to replace sharp at some point kind of conversations you know like yeah, oh he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna fall forever. off he's at some be, point yeah yeah he's never gonna he's, he's just gonna be a like 75 years old he's still gonna be up front <laughs> the, but every every season he starts as like fifth choice striker we'll probably bring in a couple of strikers and everyone will say oh sharp's getting a numbered yeah. <laughs> and then next minute he's got like 20 goals or whatever he would have got 20 <laughs> goals this season if it had been fit I think he probably would, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I wouldn't bet him against him again. Uh, you know, another fourteen next season or thereabouts, and yeah, yeah hopefully is available for even more games. Right, three, two, one on the timer, and we've got one player left. It's the player you forgot. I forgot right. about him. Forget about him. He's been linked with Forest. Now he's got got nothing for this man. <laughs> that is Morgan Gibbs White. Go on, talk to me. Do you know what? I give him a nine. Mm-hmm. And that's because we didn't get promoted, and it's not his fault, and it's nothing to do with the penalty. But ten is perfect, and yep. there's no point of going up to ten unless you have a perfect season. I think a perfect season, if you don't go up with the, with the club, is Michael Brown when he got those twenty two goals. Yeah, that's a perfect season. I don't think he were perfect. If we're doing points, he's above Fodrigham and Sharp. I'll get nine two as well, but he's still a nine. Because he's a failure because we didn't go up. <laughs> <laughs> I went nine as well. You're right. I, I completely agree. I think if he, yeah, if he gets if he scores twenty goals instead of uh, twelve, which is still great, it was a yeah. second top yeah, scorer. Yeah. If he scores twenty goals, then yeah, maybe we're talking about a ten because we absolutely relied on him at that point. And yeah, he was magnificent. He he led the championship in expected assists by quite a margin. He was uh, top five for chances created per ninety. You know, we did, there was a lot of, uh, I guess a lot of United fans took umbrage with that kind of uh, team of the year thing that he was not in. And, you know, you got people like Harry Wilson in again. But I yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was defensible. Those players had really yeah. good seasons as well. But yeah. this is that's the level of season that Gibbs White had. And he, yeah, he, he will be a Premier League player this season coming, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm really sad that, well, sad that we won't see him play for us again, but also really glad that we got to see it because... He was so good. He was like a dream to watch at times. And he, I don't know, this this does count for a bit for me, but he 
he really cared. You know what I mean? Like he, he, did. he was, and a lot he of was so all, bought in. Yeah, did they all kiss the bash? Uh, kiss the bash? Kiss the bad stuff? <laughs> he probably and, kissed and the bash. Kiss the bash. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and a lot of you know, you think, nah, do you really? I think people like Gibbs White. I think even Anderson, to be honest, loved it here. And I think when they, if they come to writing the memoirs, whatever that may be, mm. I think they will genuinely talk about being at Bramall Lane as a. You know, a, a, a genuinely sort of good experience for him and something they really enjoyed. Um, and mm. I think the best I can say about Gibbs White is there is absolutely no chance this guy's playing in the championship next season. Surely his, not. His like, season was that good that there is... I think it's, out, it's ludicrous to, to expect him to rock up in the championship next season. I don't think you can say that about any, any other of our players or any other no. player maybe who didn't go up this season. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that Gibbs White will definitely be a Premier League player next season. And if our Wolves keep hold of him, mm, I I really do think he'll be in the England squad within like I don't know a year, two years. I like, not yeah, I not in it. time for the world, yeah. not the World Cup cycle, but yeah, I expect him to get a cap. At some, presumably, as soon as he starts playing Premier League games for someone, he'll be. That's uh, what he needs. And and I, yeah. take away my. Forest bitterness. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to see him go to a more established club because I think if Forest struggle this year, um, it might bring him down a little bit. And yeah, I, I hope he chooses his next move wisely. If Wolves do get rid of him, and yeah. you know, even someone like Southampton or someone like that, I, I, I think he's got everything in his locker. Mm, join the uh, young English Revolution at Palace under Vieira. That one. Be the worst career move for him to be honest. Boring club, though. They are boring, but they are an established (laughs) Premier League team. Yeah, I agree. uh... agree. Yeah, do you know what? I I think he's absolutely perfect for Palace. Mm. You look at uh, Eze, uh, did really well, obviously. Gallagher as well. Gallagher, Um, yeah, another one. I think Gibbs White's up there with with, uh, Elise as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, another one. Yeah, I think he's in the same company as all those, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, we didn't use our final timeout, so we can waffle a little bit more about Gibbs White. Although we have, <laughs> yeah. it's already a monster podcast. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. When I say about like he, you know, he's bought in. It's not just in like, a, oh, I love Sheffield United. It's like you know, he's, yeah. he's going to get a blaze tattoo. I just mean he was so bought into making this loan move a success yeah. for himself and and the, and us by extension, if you like. You know, you could see him as a proper leader in all those kind of back behind the scenes, behind the blades videos and. And on the pitch as well, he you know he never shirked anything. I don't think he was, you know, seemed to take great joy in the success of like Njai particularly. I was about and... to mention his, his relationship with Njai were were fantastic. That handshake mm. and oh, I'm a bit sad now thinking about that. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that little uh... handshake and stuff like that. But they're, they're the memories you you keep. You know, I think that we didn't go up this season, but I do think there are a lot of good memories from this season, which I didn't expect after. 10 games so yeah yeah absolutely so i'm i'm sad to see him go but it was uh it, it was a real privilege watching him this season yeah. and I, I knew it and you know i knew this very early on that he was too good for us and uh we should just enjoy him while he's here do you yeah. remember like back in sort of september october like everyone's sort of fretting like oh he's gonna get recalled by wolves like yeah, you know, don't, yeah. Don't, don't play too well otherwise you get recalled and i was I just remember, thinking uh, just enjoy him not the top 20 podcast and they were like saying there's no way he's going to be Playing for Sheffield United second half of this season, I'm like, don't say that. And then, luckily, they were wrong. The injury <laughs> yeah, probably helped actually. True. Yeah, that was quite timely in uh, yeah. in retrospect. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, yeah, Morgan Gibbs White and Wes are our highest rated players. They both get nine. Didn't Sharp get a nine? Uh, 
Uh, oh, did you give him a nine? Sorry, I yeah, didn't did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there he goes. A, a yeah. trifecta of nines, and then uh, we had Enjai on eight. Uh, anyone else crack eight? No, no one else. No, no one else was on eight. I think Everyone that's about right else. as well. I think those yeah. three were above the rest, and then Enjai were the sort of the 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 most exciting. I think maybe not the most consistent and didn't deserve above an eight, but at the same time, that it was the big success story. I think. Yeah, absolutely. As he as he come on for Senegal, I'm just checking uh, checking my app now. Uh, t- oh, it's only half time though. They're two 0 up at half time. Uh, Get him on. In fact, don't, I don't know. Do we? Do we want him? Yeah, on? yeah, definitely. Like, How can it be bad? Because he, we, someone might he might score fourteen goals and then you know and then, <laughs> and then someone offers us a billion. But Liverpool offers forty million for um, to replace Marnie. Yeah, yeah, get him on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not come on yet. Anyway, it's only half time in that one. Um, right there, we go, mate. That was a monster podcast. Mm. Enjoyed doing that. Um, yeah, great to. Uh, Great to have you back, uh, back in the mix. And um... yeah, but quite tired actually. I've done nothing. Like all I've been doing is go to Northern General and bike. So I'm like, Fretting, oh, I imagine uh, you must have been a yeah, very a stressful uh, few emotionally, weeks. Emotionally tired, and then uh, having to talk about Ollie McBurney's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, what what have you got to plug before we finish off? Uh, for very, oh, I did a. In fact, I did a. What did I do? Uh, season, my end season of season awards, didn't you? Yeah. Roy's end of season awards where it's like best fans, Marty's fans, most arrogant fans and all this sort of stuff. I do it I do it every year, but I couldn't bring myself to do it last season, to be honest, because it was just a, obviously just a terrible season. And everyone, I, who could I give most arrogant fans to when we were bottom of the league with like 20 mm. points? So <laughs> I gave up last season. We're back this season for that. That's uh, roysviewfrom.com. And we have got, we have recorded um, a Maidley episode, Gladiators, uh, which which will be out next week, which we recorded a couple of weeks ago. But Liam got an impromptu holiday, so he could have impromptu couldn't, uh, holiday. Yeah, well, Did you just get lost or uh... step dad. No, he's still like step dad. His dad, father-in-law, uh, owns a caravan, and they went a bit earlier. Basically, he was going to edit it one day, then they went a bit earlier. And obviously, with everything going on with my dad, I couldn't help out in that respect anyway. So, but yeah, so that will be out this next week. Nice. Well, that is Living with Maidley. And yeah, check out uh, Andrew's season awards from this season. I've got to confess, I've, I've still not read that. I'm still, I don't want, I don't want to hear anything from Nottingham Forest fans. Uh, but is I imagine there's any consolation. I haven't actually included any quotes from uh, Forest fans. Oh, have you not? Right, fine. No, it's it. just oh, more I'm... like a, of a general. Oh. The fact that you know they've already won Arrogant Awards. I'll be reading it as soon as I've finished uh, talking to you then, if, that, <laughs> if that's the case. Um, yeah, and that's it. You can follow Andrew at Panchero on Twitter. Follow me at BladesPod. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for giving up your Saturday evening, mate. Mm. And uh, I will catch up with you very soon. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. <laughs>